Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I am here with Jasmine Cruz. She creates bold, playful, organic art that's heavily influenced by her background in textiles. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see behind her. Uh, She has a one and a four-year-old and has really tight boundaries around her family time. So she's only working about three days a week, but she wants to diversify her income streams to future-proof and make her business more sustainable. How's it going? All right, good. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So, Jasmine, we have not talked at all about what we are going to talk about today, which makes it more fun. So is there anywhere where you would like to start? Or would you just like, tell me a little bit more? Like you said, I'm working about three days a week, going to diversify my income. Can we just go down that road for a little bit, actually, and see what comes of it? Ready to go. Cool. Okay, great. So uh, I work for myself, work from home, and I just adore, like, my time for me. I'm an introvert, so with a busy family life, I've been quite intentional about creating, like, my home studio practice as kind of like a little retreat where I can build energies. I'm actually, like more fulfilled and more energized and more excited for my family life. So my background is in fashion and textiles. When I was working in fashion and textiles, like just giving everything out in a busy like office environment a lot of the time, I would just come home and I just had nothing left. I left my like previous job unexpectedly. My contract finished and I thought I was going to renew it, but I decided not to, and then a week later found out I was pregnant with Ivy, my four-year-old now. That's kind of how mine went, except yeah. like I quit, and then a month later I was pregnant, and we'd been trying Amazing. for a little bit. So yeah, I I said to my husband, like, what am I going to do? So I actually went freelance surface pattern design, so like textile design, or and like a little bit of like graphic design, branding, just to kind of like you know getting the money coming in and that was yeah that was kind of the beginning of it and when I was maybe 20 weeks pregnant with Ivy I answered a call out to paint a mural never painted a mural before but I was like this is gonna be fun so kind of my headspace was like I'm used to working in like a meter and a half or like what is that in yards like a fabric width right Uh Um, like maybe one and a half yards or whatever maybe a little less and then I was like, okay, I can think like five meters across, like for a mural, like this is not too far to go. So I started painting this mural and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is so much fun. Loving painting. My husband bought me like a massive piece of plywood because I kept saying like, oh, I just want to paint something, you know? And so he bought me this big piece of plywood. I bought some house paints and just threw some paint around, made some like really hideous, terrible abstract art that. <laughs> it's like super embarrassing. But that kind of sparked like 
that was the beginning of my painting journey. I love this hands-on. It's just taking my textile practice kind of like one step further. Right. Um, and for like a long time, I struggled with what's my style? What's my point of view? And then I just realized like it was just within me. It was already there. I didn't have to like kind of push and like, oh, exploring all these different people and styles and studying other artists and things like that. I'm like, already there. Just keep doing what you're doing and just paint what you're yeah. already creating. It's like therapy. Was, you're just pulling it out. Yeah. Yeah. That was my big aha moment of like, okay, like this is my point of view. This is my my style. I mean, it's evolved so much. So. Of course. Because yeah. you have. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's kind of like how it all evolved and started. Yeah. So now you are selling originals and you are selling prints. You told me earlier that I believe, I don't know if it's exclusively or just the majority of your originals sell through galleries. And then your prints, you're kind of, let's call it drop shipping for just to simplify. Yeah. Yeah. Is that accurate? Or do you sell um, originals on your own as well? Or, or about a bit half of half. Yeah, originals about half on my website and half through galleries. Yeah, the the market has changed a lot in New Zealand. So I was on maternity leave last year and I really felt like things obviously slowed down for me and the market changed a lot in that year that I was off work. And so that was my like, oh, wow, I really need to change some things up because like if I'm heavily relying on my originals to sell, that's a lot of pressure. And a lot of pressure creatively to like be churning out work, you know, production style. And that's not where I want my art to come from. Like yeah. that, that's not the right energy that I want to be putting into my pieces. So that was my reaction of like, okay, this needs to be more sustainable. So I already had a couple of different revenue streams going on in my business with my textile design background there's that surface pattern aspect which is really helpful to like a lot of people refer to it as art licensing um Mm -hmm. be able to license my artwork for for other businesses products that's a really nice way to I guess hit the same art but you know have a different outcome for it and also be paid for it again and so sustainability-wise, that's a really nice way to kind of diversify that income. Um, so that's your third income stream. So that's number three, yeah. Um, Do you have any more? Yes. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So murals, I kind of classify that as like another income stream. It's sort of, yeah, it's quite different. I'm just starting to get a, a little leverage off my social media. So like partnership deals and things like that. I'm actually interested in starting YouTube. Um, mm. I, I've seen I'm following your little journey on on YouTube. So I don't um, use it very intentionally at the moment. I should do it better, but the fact that I'm posting anything there means that you're following me there. So that there's something nice there, right? Yeah, and I think that's actually how I found you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we've got murals, originals, yeah. prints, art licensing, yep. partnerships on mm-hmm. IG, possibly wanting to start YouTube. Did I forget anything? Galleries, I guess. Galleries. I guess. Let's let's add um, galleries. Yeah. Okay, so of all of those, yes, 
Is there any more? Oh, there's more. Okay. <laughs> I love it. One more. So this was my big thing of like, okay, what else am I going to introduce? And so this year, a little controversial, I started using AI helping mm. imagery to make mock-ups for my work. And the first time I've heard that. I was buying AI imagery anyway to mock my work up for my website. So I'm like, my husband was playing around with it and I was like, what are you up to? And so he kind of like showed me what, I was, what he was doing. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like I can make these beautiful interior scenes for my work and nobody else will have them. And they can be like, you know, I can pull out the tones that I want in the work that I've created. So I started making these and started posting them on my Instagram. And I was getting a few messages of being like, where the heck are you getting these mock-ups from? And I'm like, oh, I've been making them. And they're like, can I have them? Can I buy them? I'm like, you, you can buy them. Sure. But, so I did a little research of like what platform was best to like sell them on. I bought a lot of creative market before, but Me yeah, I've tried on creative market, but the like the, the profit that you earn is so minimal. So I looked at a couple of different avenues and ended up with Etsy. Literally, I've never been on Etsy before this and never bought anything off there. It's just not really a thing in New Zealand. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone still has the Etsy as handmade crafty stuff that you would buy at a market, whereas there's so many different things on Etsy now. So I created a mock-up shop and started listing everything, and I've got quite like a strategic mind. And so I was like, YouTube University, let's find out how to do everything properly. And then they just started going crazy. Amazing. Selling and selling. And I'm like, this is insane. Like I do the work once, but they're all beautifully done in Photoshop. They're all smart objects. So it's super easy. Download the file, you know, put the work in there and it's done. But I do the work once, list it and, you know, it's passive income essentially for me. Oh, it um, is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Can so, I tell you an idea I just had for my husband? Because yes. he is working on his Etsy, getting his Etsy shop back up running. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, What's his Etsy shop? He makes steel logs, like kind of sculpture out of steel that look like logs that go on top cool. of gas fire pits. Cool. So, yeah. But his Etsy was doing really well and then just kind of tanked over the years. He wasn't paying any attention to it. But now he's yeah. getting back to it anyway. Short form videos are something that every platform is kind of going towards. And yeah. so I just had the idea. I wonder if you can do video listings on Etsy and you can. So yes. if you're ever creating reels or anything for your mock-ups, go ahead and put them onto the Etsy platform as well. And I feel like that's going to boost your listing. Yes, Don't know that totally. for a fact, Yeah, but I can almost guarantee it. Cool. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. So of all of these galleries, murals, originals, prints, art licensing, partnerships on Instagram, possibly YouTube and Etsy with your mock-ups. Twofold. Which one do you feel like is the most successful currently? Currently, hands down, the interior mock-ups. Okay. Yeah, it's unreal. And which one are you most excited about is question number two. 
I always have like a big love for murals. Murals was kind of how I started the aha moment for me. Mm. But it's also the community aspect of without murals, I wouldn't have that connection to my community. People love the murals. Like it's just, I don't know what it is about them, but it's like to have that art in a public space is so cool. And also to be able to do something for the community is really nice. So it's like my little way of like giving is it giving back if you get paid for a mural? Yes. Do you feel like the art in your home gives back to you even though yes, you paid for totally. it? Totally. Without a doubt. We're going with yeah. yes. 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 <laughs> okay, so we've got two ways that we could go. And we could go down any of these roads, but you know, I like to go with either what's already working and how can we make it work better, or what are we most excited about? And pick one of those. We'll go down that path. Right. You, you choose. choose. I choose. Well, can I ask you, you don't have to share numbers with me, yep. but when we look at time spent versus return, are the murals more profitable because they are a larger one project? Or is it the mock-ups because it's the multiple small income streams that just come? Hands down, it's the mock-ups and okay. because it's you do the work once and you upload it and it's the long game, right? So right. every day I might get a sale and then that builds up over time. I will make sure to link your Etsy shop because I have a feeling that anyone listening is going to go, ooh, I need to check that out. Okay, so right now it's on Etsy. How many do you have? Like a hundred? hundred Okay, great. A hundred. And I assume you're just creating more all the time, like just adding them as you have the time to do it. Yeah. And just um, like in reaction of what's selling, like I'll create right. more. And honestly, actually, I kind of stumbled across like a wallpaper mock-up. So like with my service pattern background, a lot of people are like hunting for wallpaper mock-ups and there's not that many out there. So I taught myself how to do that. And Interesting. Those have been like selling a lot. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, kind of really love that. We, I am in this artist group with one of my clients, Emily. It's called the Harvest Community, and we were just talking about how people were looking for mockups. So our our subject of the week was photography, and this one person was like, "I buy this." sample wallpaper and stick it up on the wall every time I want to do it and I'm like that sounds like a whole lot of work so yeah. that's genius okay yeah. so let's talk about one how do we get it into more hands and two how do we package it up to hopefully create more sales from the sales you're already making does that sound good yeah yeah are you talking about mock-ups now or we yes prints and original? we're mock talking mock-ups because okay. that's that's the road we have driven. driven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're driving. Okay, road trip. I like it. Yeah, because, I mean, if we try to talk about everything, it's just very umbrella-y, and it, I don't feel like it works as well. So I'd rather help you hone in on one specific thing at a time. Yeah. Okay, so my first thought was either upsells, I'm not sure they make it very easy to do on Etsy. Have you ever encountered anything on Etsy where it says upsell? I don't think you can. 
so in like the shop announcement thingy, like you can put like a discount code, like a bundle. Right. So buy three, get a like, I don't know, 20% off or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like a bundle discount. Like that's okay. generally, and you can like sneak it into the like, product listing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. one way we could go. Another way, my mind went straight to a membership where what does one mock-up cost like anywhere between 10 and 20 new zealand dollars okay so like us is i don't know maybe like eight i'm thinking somewhere in like the 50 new zealand dollars range about mm -hmm. the same price as buying three so oh, yeah. whatever that would average out to be if you're gonna buy three you could mm -hmm. just choose to join my membership instead where you pay that amount every month and you have access to all of mine Ooh. oh good yeah nice. so then you get that reoccurring because you know one mock-up is good but a hundred mock-ups is way better yeah yeah there would probably have to be either like a and tell me if i'm losing you here either some sort of drip release where you get so many every month so that they're not just paying one membership fee and going in and downloading all of them and then canceling. Gotcha. Or let's see, how could that work? You know what it could be is for the price of three, I will send you 10 every month or something along those lines. Yeah, nice. The problem is, I'm thinking through this as we're going. I see. You. The problem is that you would probably have to sell the membership through Etsy in order for mm. them to allow promoting it. Mm. And I don't know that they can play with recurring billing. So it might be that you would have to message everyone who buys and say, hey, I also have this option if yeah. you'd like to apply your balance yeah, kind of deal, which is a lot of admin work. Yeah, it's the recurring revenue that you're getting at, right? Like that's right. the case. Exactly. Yeah. The recurring revenue, but also if you get a customer once, how do we get them again and again and again without them so, having to remember to come back to your Etsy shop? Gotcha. Yeah. That's the one thing that I don't love about Etsy is yeah. you're kind of separated from the customer. The yeah. great thing about Etsy is find the customers for you. Yes, totally. And everyone's generally on Etsy too buy like they're hunting for yes they're looking you know. for something specific yeah yeah so another option which goes back to how are we promoing this is we create something outside of etsy we keep etsy running because it's mm. working no need to mm. break anything that's not working yeah. but something like creating its own instagram account creating its own youtube account because you said you wanted to play with YouTube, something along those lines that's very search engine, probably not Instagram, actually, because I'm thinking search engine, because you've obviously got the key to that down. Yeah, YouTube. So YouTube, another possible one could be Pinterest. Yeah. I like Pinterest because it keeps working, like yeah. YouTube. For sure. But then those pins or those videos would go to a membership site on your website. And, and bringing people back to my website. Back to you. Well, right? Yeah. Exactly. So what I, for my clients, what I recommend is if they're on Etsy, great. Like do Etsy, but make yeah. it 
a separate thing. Don't send people to Etsy. Send people to you. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, where is this landing? What do you think about the membership idea in some way, shape or form? Is that even appealing to you? Or are you like, that sounds too tacky and I don't even want to go there? It's a little tacky. It's interesting. The thing that stresses me out is, I guess, having to make sure that I'm making, like, ongoing, making enough to, like, be spitting new work out at people. Mm -hmm. And I love the automation. Like, I love the the hands-off. So, like, if it's, you know, if I can automate everything, awesome. I'm I'm all about it. Yeah. It would take some building. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of automating that could happen for sure. I like it. I like the, I like the concept. Okay, so we'll keep going. Keep driving. We don't need to do a U-turn. Okay, so do you want to talk about the automation of it? Or do you want to talk about what it would look like? Or do you want to talk about a YouTube or a Pinterest strategy? Like, what would be the most useful? Yeah, YouTube. Let's go YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like already there. Do you make videos about the mock-ups at all yet? Are you interested in doing so? I mean, you said like, YouTube, so. How how to use them? It could be a lot of things. It could be how to use them. Mm-hmm. That would be like a very basic, I don't know, five, 10 video series yeah. that you could, you can actually create series yeah. on YouTube. Gotcha. So that would be like your start here. But also I'm thinking more shorts like demonstrations of you or other artists using them. Maybe you could do cross promotions with other artists, like, hey, I'll give you three free mock-ups if you will videotape yourself putting your art in it and send me the final product and one, two, three, four things, something like that. What other kind of content would be good? I really think this is one of those instances where you don't need a ton of different types of content. It's more like the same over and over and over, which sounds really boring. But if somebody wants to see how to do it or see what their art could look like inside of that, plus you could repurpose those videos on your Etsy. Yeah, exactly. I also love the, like, I love a good recipe, right? That's if I can be more efficient and I know that there's a recipe that works. Perfect. Well, this is where actually doing it comes into play because we would have to create, I don't know, 30 artist collaborations or 30 mock-ups of you putting your artwork into, I don't know if we call it in situ, but something like that to see, like, are they going to perform? And I think the main thing about YouTube is one, are they interesting, but also are you using keywords? Yeah. Yeah. That's really the big thing because, you know, when people are going on YouTube, more often than not, like Etsy, they are searching for something. It could even be, although I don't know that you want to give away your process, it could be like process videos of you creating them, but not Mm -hmm. like a how-to, but just you doing it. I follow one graphic designer, and I apologize to you. I don't remember your name, but she videotapes her computer screen and imagines some celebrity that she would like to create branding for and then creates like a whole website and it shows her moving all the elements around. And it's just so fun to watch. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's sped up. So it's not like, and then I use this tool and then Look I here, do this. Right. Exactly. It's just more like, here's me creating it, which oh. people love process videos. Uh-huh. So we've got process videos, a how to series, and we've got mock up use. The thing about short form videos that I love is that you can repurpose them on so many places. And this is what I've kind of realized. I was putting so much energy into my Instagram that Mm -hmm. I realized, like, just flip the camera and start creating stuff for YouTube. And then, you, you know, just change the ratio and have it for short form. I can still be putting the same amount of energy that I was into Instagram, but I'm like kind of taking it one step up. I can repurpose, you know, that could be a blog post as well. Exactly. So then you can take those how-to series and create a series of blog posts that are also keyworded with your headings where I see the problem going. All this is a lot of work that takes you away from painting. Yes. (laughs) But also, it has proven itself to be a very viable income stream. Which frees me up. Which frees you up, sort of. Kind of like it's the emotional side. Like, if Mm -hmm. I know that I've got income coming in, then it frees me up. There's not the stress and the pressure of creating, which frees me up to create more. Does that make sense? Yes. Are you open to the idea of bringing someone on to kind of semi-run this like you tell them what to do but then like you create a process first you do this and you do this you do this here's a video go yes how how yes i'm like i'm getting to the point in my business where i'm like i have so much going on and i can see how beneficial it would be to start delegating some of this work and having somebody that you know I can work closely with but I'm like I don't particularly like managing people it's just a lack of skills to be honest yeah okay so first of all don't hire anyone gotcha hire someone who is a trained virtual assistant I have hired two people from the same like a training university for virtual assistants. One's been with me for a year and a half. One's been with me for three or four years. Wow. They're amazing. I have no complaints. I tell them what to do, but I tell them once and then they do it over and over and over. Amazing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you get them to do? Obviously, like emailing me and scheduling podcasts and such. Yeah, so one of them... Julie is my podcast manager. She does the whole podcast. Wow. I did train her somewhat on podcasting with my limited knowledge of podcasting. And she has also taken it upon herself to train herself in it because it's where she wants to specialize. And so, like, it's kind of a joint. I'll say, okay, I would like you to send me these statistics every month. And she will say, Oh, well, what about this kind of show notes? Should we edit it to be like this? And so we kind of work on it together. Oh. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, and I'm going to have Julie send it to you as well. 
because right. she knows where it is, I bet. Yeah. And she's listening. <laughs> she's listening. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Julie. Okay. So the other one, Becky, does most of my client care. So like she basically makes sure my program is running. So oh. she will upload all of the videos of the client calls and email them out. She does little things like I'm actually training her right now on distributing my short form videos everywhere. So I make it once and then she puts it in all the places. Amazing. Just all the stuff that would keep me in the muck and that honestly my brain could not realistically execute because I'm ADHD. I could do a project, but if I have to do all of these steps for the other projects, it's not yeah. happening. Gotcha. Yeah. So my husband is ADHD. I understand you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel seen. Yeah. I get you. Yes. Okay. So first of all, hire someone who has some idea what they're doing. Yeah. Second of all, I recommend above all creating something called standard operating procedures. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Like uh, step by step how you do everything, right? Exactly. So we have one big Google Doc that says cool. once a month, do this. Here's the steps to do it. Here's the login. Here's how you upload a photo here. Like just break it. So if I ever lose one of them, God forbid. I will be able to somehow train someone else because I have all the steps Perfect. and all the things cool. that they have to do. Perfect. So in my mind, this person is, you're creating the content. Maybe they could help you with that. Maybe not. I don't know. It would depend on the person. Yeah. But in my mind, you're creating the content and they are distributing it to YouTube. They're looking, maybe you're giving them some guidance, at least at first, on finding the right keywords. And then they're going out and doing the work and putting them in there. They are then taking the videos and putting them onto Etsy. They're going to help you get your membership site up and running. So once you've created 10 mock-ups, then they know on the first of every month, they're going to email everyone and say, here's the 10 of the month. And any customer service things that come in, they're going to be monitoring your email. And basically, they're going to run that side. They're going to pay for themselves. Cool. Amazing. I'm backing up just a second because I'm looking at my notes and I thought something earlier and it didn't come out. This how-to series, I see them as your long videos, the horizontal ones, and the rest of them are your short form. Maybe that works, maybe that doesn't, but that was what popped in my head. I like it. Okay, so recap back to me, your takeaways so far. Mm, good. Gosh, there's so much in there. So what the Maybe too much. <laughs> Sorry. But no, 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 no. Don't. Never apologize. There's so much. There's so much value in there. I'm just like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? That was someone buying one of my mock-ups. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. That's so exciting. It never gets old, like ever. I'm like, I bet. Also, mindset of like, when I'm selling originals, right, they're like, the sale of an original is less often. Mm -hmm. Whereas what I've noticed with the mock-ups is I'm selling like, I don't know, anywhere between zero and 12 a day. And just the 
the mind shift of like, I've got money coming in at me all the time. I'm like dopamine boost all the time. Oh yeah. I bet that's nice. Coming in at me and like, it's totally changed my like mindset around like, I don't have enough or I need to be making money or whatever. It's, it's just been really like such a surprising thing of like, yeah. It's very abundant. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that for you. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Anyway, where were we at? I don't know. Where were we? Takeaways. Yes. I said I gave you too much and then we went down the rabbit hole. No, no, not too much. Definitely not too much. I love the, the potential strategy around YouTube and the content types. It's so, such practical advice and really helpful. I do wonder if I can hook it in with my art as well because my mm. like I don't want to promote that I'm an art an artist and maybe that could be like a one avenue or like a I guess a content pillar or something is the mock-ups as part of that. Especially if I can be driving it to my website. Or is it too like You know what I think I would do? Oh I don't normally tell people to separate things. I don't really love them separated, but this feels like such a different thing. But I may tell you something different tomorrow, but I think (laughs) I would separate them. Uh And in a lot of the videos that you use, use your art as examples and link that in the description. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So then would that create a whole nother YouTube strategy? Oh, I hate that. Possibly. Yes. That's what I'm like. Here's what I would do. Yeah. Start with this because we want to get one thing running. Yes. But But it's also quite different, right? Like it is. I see so many artists like art YouTubers, whereas mock-ups are so different. I know that a lot of artists are going to be looking for it. And I do believe that artists are also art buyers. Yes. A hundred percent. Actually, I believe that with all my heart because I, every artist I know, maybe minus one or two, is like, oh, yeah, I bought this person's art and that person's art. And normally it's like the lower stuff, but they are supporters of the arts. Totally. So what I would say would be start with it as a mock-up channel. And once you feel like I've got my feet feet under me, Maybe then I want to experiment with adding my art into the channel. Cool. And at that point, yeah. you can decide, do I want to try to add it here? Or do I want to decide I want to try something else for art and YouTube? Or do mm. I just want to just make YouTube just my mock-up central? Cool. Yeah. All right. That's a Go. further down the line problem, I think. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So um, you said YouTube. You said the types of videos. Yeah. What because- else? Like kind of collaborating with other artists and helping or like getting them to help generate content, but also giving them value by giving them, gifting them some mock-ups is amazing. Sorry, I've been sick, so I'm like a little. It's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and like process videos, like all the, the actual content and focus on those keywords, just like I am with Etsy, but, you know, bring that over into YouTube language. It's probably and- not all that different. If it's working on Etsy, it's probably going to work on YouTube. Cool. Okay. And just start with your long form, chop it down, and then repurpose. But also, you're kind of blown my mind with 
like the whole VA thing, getting a VA, getting your standard operating procedures and like set that up for the long term. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. And I will also say they're a little bit more expensive when you hire someone who's trained, but maybe not because they work faster. They work more efficient. You're not like always having to be on their back. Yeah. Great. And then so the first thing is promoing them and starting that YouTube channel. But I would really like to see you explore that membership idea. Mm. Because if three people out of the 12 and I feel like that might be a eventually realistic conversion rate. Then go over and say, instead of giving you 50 here, I'm going to give you 50 every month for a while. I mean, then you just triple. No, not even triple. I don't even know what you, you did. You made a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. And it's the consistency that's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't expect probably them to stick around really long term. But even if it's two or three or four months, that's, you know, four times that sale already. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm interested. I think like the blocks for me are like what platform, like how to actually like, you know. Make it as simple um, as possible. VA can help you with researching that, but also don't start off by making it really complicated. Start off by saying. As soon as you join, I send you 10 mock-ups, and then on the first of next month, you get 10 more. So all you need is their payment information and email address. Oh, yeah. And Great. you can send them a Dropbox folder or something. Perfect. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Cool. I love Eventually, it. Eventually, you can make a website, and it can have download buttons, and it can have this, and it can have that, but we don't need to go there yet. Always start with the smallest version of what you want to make and get it going, and then make it bigger, and then make it bigger. Beautiful. Same thing with the VA. Like you can probably hire them for, I don't know, maybe 15 hours a month to start and grow it from there. Great. Yeah. That's really achievable. I don't want to talk about anything else because I feel like I already made my own brain hurt. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But do you need any clarification on anything? Is there anywhere that I can help you understand better? I think you've been amazing. You've been so practical with your suggestions and your advice and I just really love the way that your brain works and that you want to give ideas and you want to help you just really you're like a little cheerleader you know thank you (laughs) I I'm like I'm excited to explore some ideas and make my art business more profitable more sustainable and and also freeing up my time I think that's a really big key and getting some help because I definitely think that that's holding me back, you know, and yeah. getting getting a VA to get on my side. So if I were to make a suggestion, I would yes. say get the simplest version of that working and then go promote your mur- murals. That's next. Cool. Yeah. Great. I like yeah. it. Cool. Well, Jasmine, it was a pleasure. Yeah. You too. Thank you so much. This is honestly just packed full of value and and it was really fun not knowing where this was going to end up. That's my favorite part. Cool. Yeah. Tell all your friends to come be my podcast guest so I don't have to find them. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I have a lot of people. They're always asking me like, how do you get on a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, so I'll put a link to that too. But 
seriously, oh. for anybody listening, you're like, oh, I don't know. Should I do it? Should... Just do it. Yeah. Just it's do it. Help me out. I want to help you out. Help me out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, so much value. You are meeting me where I'm at, which is really cool. Like, yeah, it's really nice. Thank you for mm. saying it. When I got on here, I'm in my, I, I call it my winter face. I'm in my winter face. So I'm like kind of tired and like, oh, is this even going to be good? So I appreciate all of the encouragement. Where would people find you? Find me. So on Instagram, jasmine.cruz. Yeah, and my interior mock-ups on Etsy. But now after talking to you, I'm going to put them all on my website too. <laughs> I can drive people there. No, you're not. Your VA is. Oh, my VA is. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Perfect. So, yes, I'm on Etsy, Interior Mockup Co. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go pick up my children's from schools. So, okay. thank you again. Thank we'll you. We'll talk soon, I hope. Yeah, let's how do it that. I'd love that. Yeah. Yes, please. Cool. Okay. All right. Bye, Jasmine. Bye, See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And as an added bonus, when you subscribe, it helps other artists find this advice so we can learn how to make our art more valuable as a community. What could be better than that? And be sure to say hello and let me know you've been listening over on Instagram. My handle is at Artist Market Cup. I would love to hear from you.